Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. All right, coming up on 405, it is DGS. No Dave, no Rachel, no Andrew, just me uh, for today. Well, not, I mean, it's it's been just me, like, consistently here, but we had Dave Murray, we had Michael Calhoun pop in, Chad Plebin, Matt Pauly's kind enough to hang out for a little while here, talk some sports. Hey. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I mean, ready for the three-day weekend. Going to be a good college football weekend. Uh, looking forward to watching Mizzou tonight. It so, should be fun. Yeah. Look, real quick, I just want to say something completely non-sports related. Last night, my uh, wife, my daughter, and I went to the zoo for the zoo lights thing. Yeah. I, you know, I grew up in St. Louis. Uh-huh. I think they did that sort of thing when I was growing up, but I'd never gone, never been. They do a fantastic yeah, job with cool. that. Yeah. So Pretty kudos much everything to th- the zoo does is good. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of our gifts from my mom and dad was, you know, the zoo is free, but you have to pay for parking oh, yeah, and yeah. the train ride and stuff like that. My parents got us uh, a zoo membership. So now nice. uh, we're going to spend a lot more time at the zoo than nice. we ever have before. Do you get, do you get like to go behind the scenes? I don't know. Don't I just ask. I, yeah, I, I just know. You're a celebrity, Matt. You should ask. My daughter loves the zoo so yeah. much. Uh, the penguins, especially. That's the first thing we have to do every single time. taking a walk? Uh, like what do you they mean? Go walk through the zoo sometimes. Oh, I've not seen that. It's funny, but yeah, she just when we lived in Milwaukee, she was always at that zoo and that zoo. You had to pay to get in, yeah. which stunk because uh, you grow up here. You used to not pay to yeah. go to the zoo. So yeah, good, yeah. nice job. Kudos to the St. Louis Zoo for their zoo lights. Probably the main thing that your daughter and I have in common. We both like the zoo. Okay. Otherwise, I don't have a lot of uh, things that I like that four year olds like. What's the first thing you have to go see at the zoo? <sighs> it depends on who I'm with. I don't really have a preference. I mean, I like the penguin house. It's pretty yeah. cool. Penguins are funny because they walk funny. Last night. So the, the penguins were asleep when we went last night because it was nighttime. Oh, yeah, so, you yeah. know, they stand up yeah, and yeah. they like put their head basically into like their armpit or wing pit, whatever it is. That's how I sleep. And one of them uh, decided to poop uh, as it was sleeping. Look out. And I, it was a I lot. Don't do he that. was having a problem. Yeah, I don't do and that. And my like. We quickly like shielded my daughter's eyes, and I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, like, gonna, like she's gonna yeah, remember that. And yeah, be happy like, oh yeah. my god. So <laughs> there you funny. go. I'm good. I'm glad you had a good experience there. Um, obviously, part of what we're gonna do here, we don't have to spend the whole time on it, but we'll be, we'll be doing a little bit of like 2023 in review with sports and all that. But let's let's just start with tonight. Let's start with Mizzou. 
Uh, to me, a fascinating matchup. I mean, I said earlier, I'd be curious to see if you agree that if you had put Mizzou in the Big Ten and given them Ohio State's schedule, they'd have the same record Ohio State does. And if you had swapped Ohio State into the SEC and had them play, play Mizzou's schedule, I think they probably have the same record. Maybe they beat LSU, maybe they don't, but probably the same record. I think it's a really, really fun matchup. And it's going to be interesting to me to see about who, see if either team cares more than the other. Like, this is obviously a big game for Mizzou. Yeah. You're playing a blue blood. You're, you know, you're coming off a good year. You're trying to build a program here for Coach Drinkwitz. And, you know, for them, it's an opportunity. For Iowa State, it's a bit of a disappointment. You had a chance to be in the playoff not that long ago, and you're not there. Your quarterback transferred. I'm curious to see about how that, if that impacts the game. I think it will. I think that's the number one thing that is going to impact the game. And this happens in sport. I talk about this all the time at the end of baseball season. When when you have a team that is playing for something versus a team that's not playing for something, like I don't know what the percentage is, 80% of the time, 90% of the time, the team that's playing for something just wins. Like They're not equally yoked in that situation. And it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but I think there is some similarities to that and what's going on right now. This game clearly means so much more to Missouri than it does to Ohio State. I've been really – again, I, I always put the uh, disclaimer, I'm not a big sports gambling guy at all, but I have been really – uh, I've taken note of what's happened with this point spread. Last time I saw it, it was like Ohio State four and a half. A week ago, it oh, was a Mizzou. Three and a half yesterday. Let's see what it looks like now. Okay, so go look. I thought it went up to four and a half. Oh, it's five and a half okay, today. So, so yesterday when most, I looked at this. It was Mizzou one, a minus one yeah. a week ago. Well, that's because people thought that Harrison and those guys were going to sit out, and now it looks like they're going to play. Okay, but still, that is a that is a remarkable line movement. That's the public money one being week. heavy on Ohio State. Right, yeah. and I still think Mizzou's going to win. I what do I know? I think they have a great chance. I mean, you know, the the the, the big the the non motivational factor to consider is the quarterback situation at Ohio State. Yeah, you know, McCord is now at Syracuse, and you know, I think we were talking to Howard Richards yesterday. I think the guy, I think their new quarterback has thrown twenty passes in his career. So, you know, I know they had a battle for the job in in the fall, like early, you know, in the summer and spring, and then into the fall. But, I mean, experience has something to do with it. And, by the way, part of the reason McCord is not there is that he didn't play great. For, by, Ohio, by Ohio State standards, did not play that great this year. And he was not guaranteed the job for That's next right. year. That's right. They yeah. were going to make him compete for it, which is why he left, because he was not happy about that. So that's a, that's a non-X factor. That's an on-field factor that I think favors Mizzou. I would agree 100%. I just... Again, I, I'm looking at this through tiger colored glasses for sure. <laughs> I just I see so many more reasons why Mizzou should win this game than why Ohio State will. So that's tonight, and I'm looking forward to the the, you know, the Cotton Bowl, the outcome of that. And again, nobody, you know, bowl games outside of the playoff games don't carry much meaning other than what you make of it yourself as a team. You know, and for Mizzou, I think there's meaning because you're trying to raise the level of the program, and this is an opportunity to do that in the eyes of recruits all over the country. You beat Ohio State, that's going to carry some weight, especially after going eleven and, or ten and two in the SEC and all of that. Well, I also would say that if they win eleven games and finish out the season with a Cotton Bowl victory against a top ten team, this goes down as one of the greatest Tiger seasons sure. of all time. Sure. If Ohio State wins this game, it doesn't go down as one of their greatest no, seasons. No, no. I mean, it's just, a, I mean, like, that's where Ohio State yeah, is. Right. And where their program is, is where you're trying to get, where you're an annual contender. You know, you're always going to be in the top of recruiting. And I know it's, it, 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 that's probably not going to happen because Ohio State's had this for a long time. They're also in the middle 
of one of the most populated states in the country. Ohio has a lot of people. And yeah. it's like the fifth or sixth most populated country, state in the country. They have Cleveland, Cincinnati, yeah, Columbus. Right. You, you got, got a lot, lot of metro cities, markets, yeah. And they, and they have a lot of football there. Yeah. It's a big football state. So and, and they can recruit nationally because of the national championships and all of that. And you're trying to get to that. You're trying to get to the point where you can get into the living room of a kid in Miami and get him to go there instead of Ohio State, Alabama, Miami, Florida State, whatever. Um, and that's a hard thing to do. But to do that, you win games like this. That's kind of opening that door and saying, see, we're just like them. And by the way, you come here, you start, you can start and be part of something cool. I guess the only um, the devil's advocate take I would take on that is um, Mizzou has recruited at a really high level since Eli Drinkwitz arrived. And they have they have recruited beyond the results on the field. They have not gone, you know, together. I've been asked this question a lot. How much do I think recruiting can take a bump by them winning this game? And just based off the track record of Eli Drinkwitz recruiting when they're winning six, seven, five games, whatever it is, I don't know how much it's actually going to impact recruiting because he's doing such a nice job already. Well, I mean, kids want to go to the NFL and kids want to play in championships. And if yeah. you're if you're showing that you're going to put they they and they've done okay with the NFL thing, but it's not really been they're not a factory yet. You know, like that's another Ohio State, Notre Dame, USC. Alabama thing you go, they put people in the NFL and you know part of that is because all the good players go there <laughs> right like those two things are related like the number of high recruits you get does increase the number of players you end up putting into the National Football League so it'll be interesting to see yeah where where it ends up taking you in that regard and coaching matters there's there's certainly some coaches who are known to yeah. produce guys that are ready for the NFL yeah. more than other coaches yep I mean I'll take a Nick Saban guy all day every yeah. day you know, they, 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 and part of it is because they, they've, they've played with pressure, right? I mean, mm-hmm. what's the pressure in the NFL? It's to win every week. Well, when you play at those powerhouses, your expectation is to win every week. You're playing under that national spotlight with a fan base that expects success every week, every year, all the time. So I think that's part of why that translates. And being a, for lack of a better term, a hard ass coach can well, help a little bit as well. Yeah. And, or being an innovator, right? Yeah. And I think that's where Drinkwitz kind of falls in, right? Yep. He's a guy that's a really smart offensive mind, good communicator. And, you know, you, who knows what the NFL future is of a lot of their guys. But I mean, like that stuff can play into it too. Are are you doing things, teaching things that will translate to the next level uh, as well. All right, uh, that's all on I've got on the Cotton Bowl. Let's uh, take a short break. Let's come back and talk a bit about 2023 as a whole. Start with the Cardinals. We get to the Blues. We get to City. And obviously, hey, three different stories being told there. We'll touch on that next up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. That's DGS on a Friday, the last DGS of 2023. We'll all be reunited next Tuesday in the new year. So Dave, Andrew, Rachel, and I all be back as usual to kick off uh, the new year. Matt Pauly, kind enough to hang out with us. He's at the Newble BMW Toyota Sports Desk. Uh, obviously playing a little Cardinals-related theme as we start to look back at 2023. And I, I think, I don't know, Matt, why don't we do this? We can take each thing and we can do it a little look back and a little look forward. Yep. Uh, but obviously from the Cardinals' perspective, Mm, I mean, the the worst season in a long time. Really long time. I mean, time. really long. I mean, we're going back like 30 years. Yeah, last place finish in a division that wasn't especially good. Right. That, that adds to it. That was It wasn't a last Absolutely. place finish in the NL East right. or AL East or whatever. It was a, it was an NL Central last place finish. So uh, not good. Not good at all. And came out of nowhere. The other thing, it's one thing to be a last place team when expectations are low. Um, right, I, I have right. no, I have no problem wearing this. My question going into the season was not if the Cardinals were going to win the division, but by how many games they were going to win the division. Yeah. So just to, to fall on their face, the way they did when the expectations were so high was just astonishing. Okay. So we've talked a lot about the off season and there's still work to do. The team cannot rely on what I'm about to talk about. I want to be very clear about that up front. I don't want anybody being like, they can't do that. I know. I acknowledge it. I'm saying it. I've said it on Twitter. I've said it on here. The team can't look at it this way, but it doesn't mean we can't examine it. How much of last year was just everything goes wrong and it's unlikely that everything will go wrong again? Yeah, that that's part of it. You you have years like that where you're just snake bit. Everything that can go wrong does go wrong, and that was the year last year for the Cardinals. Even if your bullpen is not an especially good bullpen, the number of games that they blew, yeah, like that's just not going to happen very often. That is that is an anomaly. That so, factor alone can be. I mean, if the pen is just average, yeah, it's it's a seven or eight wins. Yeah, below more, average, more than this year. I always say that if they at the trade deadline, if they would have cut their blown saves in half, they still would have had one of the worst save percentages in baseball. Yet they would have been right there in contention. Yeah, I mean, or and, and close enough, maybe. To try to add something as oh, opposed yeah. to selling on Montgomery without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, so, and that's by the way, that's still the thing that needs probably the most work. I would love another starter. I'm not optimistic about another starter being brought in. Um, I know people want to talk about a Dylan C's trade and other things. I'm I'm not sure they're going to be able to outbid other teams on those types of trade candidates. I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying I'm not sure they're going to. But they have to get the bullpen work done because when you look at 2023, 
that wasn't the only problem. The rotation falling apart was a massive problem. Um, but, you know, the bullpen, when you're blowing leads, which is what it was, right? A blown save is a blown lead. When you're blowing leads in the last three innings, that it can't happen. No. And they, I still don't think, we, we've, we, you and I have talked about this over and over and over. They still don't have anybody in that bullpen that's got a track record of being always available and almost always on point. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I mentioned the number of years. The last time the Cardinals uh, lost 90 games, 90 or more games, was 1990. So 33 years. I was eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was a freshman in college. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It was the 90 season. That would have been that would have been uh, the beginning of that would have been my high school graduation and the end of that would have been my freshman year in college. Yeah. yeah. So that's how long ago that was. A very long time. Um, so is there anything from 2023 that that we haven't spent enough time on? I mean, I, I don't I'm not nothing's 100 percent. I feel pretty good about the day to day lineup, um, assuming that. Goldschmidt and Arenado are even a little bit better than they were last year, which I think is fair given their track records. Um, you know, you, you could look at it as declined. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just a bad year. We won't know until we see. But my suspicion and my leaning at the moment is bad year. Nolan Arenado had some physical problems, especially in the second half that limited him. I would expect more like career norms in 2024. Yeah, even if there's a little bit of decline, which there will be, they're getting a little bit older, the amount of decline we saw this year, I don't think we're going to see. So we're going to see. Yeah. You don't go from being the MVP to doing what Paul Goldschmidt did this past year. And he didn't have a bad season this past year. That's one of the things that I we talk about them sometimes as if they had bad seasons. They didn't have bad seasons. They just didn't have the seasons that we're expecting of them. Right, right. They yeah. didn't have their season. I, I can't tell you how many times I would get a text message on the post-game show saying the Cardinals need to give Luke and Baker more time at first base. Like, no, they don't. No, no, not, no. No, like, Paul no. Goldschmidt's worst is still better than Luke and Baker's best. All right, so um, let's do one more thing on the Cardinals, and then we'll start to switch to some other things. Uh, when we, Well, I mean, we'll, we'll switch to the other things after the 430 news. But... I'm curious what you think about what's next for some of the younger guys, right? So if we look at 2022 and the season that, that Nolan Gorman had, uh, there were a lot of highs. He hit for some power, uh, but there were also a lot of struggles. And he came back last year and made a significant improvement. I mean, his second year in the major leagues, he was a significantly better player and hit 27 home runs despite missing 43 games, right? So... That's a 35 home run season, probably, if he doesn't have the back problems, if he doesn't end up on the injured list. And it was a significant overall improvement when it comes to hitting against lefties, when it comes to more consistency and a little less streakiness. What do you think the odds are of Jordan Walker making a similar leap? And by the way, Walker's year this year yeah. was better than Gorman's year in 2022. That's why I'm struggling. So he's got a better yeah. he's got a better jumping off point than Gorman does because some of what he does, you know, he 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 puts the ball in play a little bit more. He doesn't strike out as much, um, and obviously doesn't have the lefty problem. So um, I, I'd argue maybe there's a chance for a better leap. Well, that's why I'm struggling to answer the question is because he's starting from a better place, and uh, if if Jordan Walker repeats last season, this upcoming season, he's still helping your team 
win games. Where if Nolan Gorman were to repeat what he did two years ago this past year, he's not helping you win games. So I think that's the big difference between the two. I think Walker takes a step forward. It's hard for me to evaluate how much of a step forward. And when it comes to Gorman, I'm I'm still very curious if this back issue is going to be something that sticks with him. Mm-hmm. Some guys just deal with back issues throughout their career. Uh, I, I hope we'll see him at the uh, the winter warm up this year, and that's something that we can talk to him about about what his off season has looked like. Yeah, but I'm I'm very high on Jordan Walker. I don't think it's going to be the same kind of leap that Gorman had from one year to the next, simply because of where Walker was at starting. I think it'll be. Yeah, it, it probably so. If we're just going to look at something that's kind of, I don't want to get too, uh, I don't, I don't want to get too d- down in the weeds when it comes to statistics. But Gorman in his first year in 2022 was essentially four percent above average as a hitter, and he was 17 percent above average in 2023, where Walker was 14 percent. I don't know that we're going to see that a jump to like a, to like 30 percent better. But I think we're going to see a jump into the 20s. I think Jordan Walker is going to be a much better player this year. Yeah. I, I And a much better defender. That's the, the big thing. And yeah. he worked so hard last year. Yeah. That's something that he deserves so much. And he was better as the season went along. He was better in the second half in yeah, that regard. Yeah, He was rough there for a while. And, man, him and Willie McGee were out in the outfield every single day. And that takes something out of you. You know this better than anybody because you played the game at a high level. When you're working in the middle of the afternoon, you played at Miami. I can't imagine sometimes going out and, and, you know, whether it's fielding practice or taking BP, whatever you might do. I'm sure there were times, Kevin, that you worked your butt off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and that impacted you at 7 o'clock that night. Well, I sat most games, so. <laughs> uh, no, but you make a fair point, and, and that's, I mean, there's a reason why um, a lot of that work is not done in season. You know, there's a reason why, like, when you're talking about fixing a swing or working on defense, a lot of it is done in the off season or in spring training, and then tweaks are done in season, because what these guys are doing is very difficult to do um, to double up, essentially, right? You're going to be doing double the work. Now, in fairness, Playing the outfield, a corner outfield, is not as taxing as being a catcher or playing third base or whatever. But yeah, the point is not. Nonetheless, the point is the same. It's time and it's energy and it's effort. And I actually, you know, I I would agree in general. I think that that he will be a significantly better overall player with maybe greater jumps defensively than offensively. But he was basically a ne- a, a, a zero WAR player this year because of the defense. I bet he's a two or three win player this yeah. year. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, DGS, on a Friday, we're kind of doing a year in review on the sports side of things with a buddy, Matt Polly, and Sports Open Lines coming up after the 6 o'clock news. So your last show of the year. Yep, looking forward to it. We're going to have some fun any, tonight. Are you doing anything like this up on the show? Am I yeah, stealing your material? Uh, we're actually stealing from the DGS today. Ah. We're going to do, uh, we're going to bracket out the biggest sports stories of the year in St. Oh, Louis. All right. Yeah, all right. have a little bracket challenge. That's cool. Very cool. Matt Pajeski decided not to work Sports Open Line tonight, oh. so uh, Kyle Sixt is going to be in. Nice. And he'll be uh, my partner in crime for that uh, endeavor this evening. Very cool. So you're yeah. doing like a sweet six. 16 or Elite 8 or... Probably 8. We'll probably eight. go 8, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. We touched on the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't we, completely steal from no, TGS. No, you just borrow. Yeah. It's okay. We're all on the same team. There's no there's no infringement of rights there. Uh, so we already talked about the cards. Bad year, uh, but impactful nonetheless because obviously it's going to lead to whatever the future is going to be. Uh, let's shift to the Blues for a second. We'll finish on City because that's the good story. <laughs> and we started with Mizzou, which was also yeah. a good story. But let's let's go next to the other disappointing team uh, in 2023, which is the Blues. Um, obviously missed the playoffs, so that's the end of last year, which is early 2023. Now we're still seeing some of that same. I mean, they're 500, basically. That's what they were last year. It's kind of where they're trending now. Um, they They were not in the playoff hunt at all last year. And for now, they're still kind of in the range, especially with the run lately, where they could get back into it. But it's also going to be remembered as the year that their Stanley Cup winning coach got let go. Yeah. So on the old, uh, if the season ended today thing, they would not be in the playoffs. They are one point behind Nashville. Right. So they're, they're but right But they finished there. like 12 points out or 13 yeah, points right. out last year. Right now, they're closer than that. But that's also because they're in the middle of a hot stretch. And the only characteristic we've seen from this team so far this year is that they're up and down. Right. Absolutely. If they win tonight, longest win streak of the year. Yeah. So Which, again, good, hopefully it's a good game tonight too against Colorado. The, the two big storylines of the 2023 calendar year when it comes to the Blues is the, the sell-off last year and what that's done for you. And that's paying some dividends right now because the Blues are tied for first in the NHL with seven kids who are playing in the World Juniors. Yeah. So they've got a they've and, got a lot of... Snuggerud's been yeah. really good for Team USA. And most of them are 18-year-olds. You know, yeah. the World Juniors is a lot of 18 or a lot of 19. Yep. I think they allow 20-year-olds in that as well, maybe. It's for sure a lot of 19-year-olds. Uh, so a lot of 18-year-old for the Blues, meaning if they're not in the NHL, they could be back there uh, next season. So clearly... The future is bright for the organization if those players uh, continue to progress at the rate that they've been progressing. So the sell-off last year and the dividends being paid out from that, I think, is one story. But then obviously the other one is the dismissal of Craig Berube. And the jury is just out on if that was a a correct move or not. I, I appreciate the fact that 
The Blues have only lost once under Drew Bannister. Good on them. Maybe this continues. Maybe they get into the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe they move into third place in the division, like Doug Armstrong kind of said was the the ceiling for this team. And if that happens, you know what? Drew Bannister is going to be coaching the Blues next season. Or maybe they start to fall off and, and return to who they were under Craig Berube. And we see that version of the story happen a lot on coaching changes. Yeah, and I, I'm just not convinced that the roster is is good enough. Um, it's not that there aren't good players. There clearly are. I'm just not, I mean, the, the, the group of defensemen has been a question going back to really last year, maybe even a bit the year before that those questions aren't going to get answered in the rest of this season. So even if they have a bounce back and I hope they do, I hope that they have a good run with the new coach. I hope they make the playoffs, but it doesn't change that that defensive core is not going to be one that takes you deep into the playoffs And at some point, that's going to have to be the target again. Yeah, absolutely. To be fair, Colton Pareko has maybe played his best hockey since Drew Bannister took over. Yeah. He's been really good. And that's But with him, we've seen that too. Like, you'll see stretches where you're like, that's the guy you need to see. And then you're like, what happened again? True. Uh, I mean, I'm a fan. He's, uh, you know... He's the guy the Blues went all in on, though, on the blue line. And And he's very talented. Yeah. But there hasn't been a lot of consistency... No. Over the, years. No, no consistency. Some of it some of it injury related, so I want to give him that benefit of the doubt in a couple of years, but I feel like the only guys who have been consistent, Jordan Bennington, although he's been a little he's rough here. Off yeah. Lucky for the Blues, Joel Hofer has stepped up yeah. there over his last two starts. And then Robert Thomas obviously is having a fantastic season. You know, a little bit earlier in the year, let me go back maybe a few weeks, uh Bennington was one of the top four or five. Yeah. In uh saves above goals saved above average or above expected. He's now like way down, like thirtieth. So he's gonna start tonight. Stretch. He he's good against Colorado. He has been really good against Colorado. I'm sure the playoff series from two years comes into his mind anytime they play the Avalanche. So closing out the Blues conversation, how long do you think it is? Just based on what we can know now, because the cap is a problem (laughs) moving forward. Obviously. Um, you know, there, we mentioned Snuggerud and some of the other young guys. Maybe they're coming along and we'll get like coming into the year. The Blues system was not highly rated, but some of these guys seem to be progressing. Um, how long before they get to be the team that is, if not a cup contender, a team that's a threat to advance in the playoffs? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we're talking a few years, right? I would think so, unless a lot of those guys really progress quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when Doug, Arm- Doug Armstrong did a press conference the other day, because uh, mainly about these kids that were playing in the World Juniors, and the question was, you know, how close are these guys to the NHL? And he said, well, we could put them in an NHL game, but it wouldn't be good for them. Right. And that's... That's di- there are some guys that you couldn't put into an NHL game. So the fact they said, well, we could put them in a game, that says something good about them. But you know what? There's there's very few Connor Bedards walking the face of the earth. Who the did mo- you see that goal? I mean, oh, you did obviously because yeah. he did it against the Blues. Yeah, the lacrosse goal was <laughs> stupid. Well, I can't. I, I really want the Blues to just luck out and get one of those guys because it is luck. I mean, sometimes that guy is the twentieth pick. Sometimes I mean, Bedard obviously right. that talent is going to be a number one overall. But I mean. You know, like where the Blues took a Tarasenko, you don't expect a 40-goal guy, but that's what you got. Yeah, it's – but you just think about the the can't-miss guys. Like in my lifetime, Sidney Crosby was yeah, obviously yep. a can't-miss guy. Bedard was a can't-miss guy. McDavid. Yeah, McDavid was a can't-miss guy. But they, they don't grow on trees, that's for sure. No, those are generational players. That, like you get one of those about every 10 years. Yeah, that's – hockey is maybe the sport where, you know, in, uh, in the other sports – 
like last year in baseball, there's like three of them. Oh, there's five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in other sports, it feels like there's more of those can't miss guys. There's always that guy in the NFL. There's always two or three of those guys in the NBA. Maybe this year was only one with a uh, woman Yamba, uh, but I don't know. I just, it feels like with hockey, it's fewer and farther between. All right. Let's talk about the best sports story in town. Uh, the inaugural year for city. I mean, could it have gone better in the playoffs? Yes. But when you're looking at the, again, I, I mentioned this, I was at the, uh, the event when they announced they were getting the bid, right? When you got an, when you were told that you're getting an MLS franchise, if at that time the message was, Oh, by the way, you're going to have the best team in the, in the regular season and you're going to go out in the first round. Everybody would have been like, sign me up. Yeah. This was a great first year with in maybe, every way. And the stadium is incredible. The food at the stadium, the food, every decision the that they have made yeah. is just so great. And um, I'm, I'm not a huge soccer guy as no. most people know, yeah. but I can tell you that uh, I took my family to, uh, to one of the games. It was a Sunday afternoon game and we had, we had so much fun and we enjoyed it. And the game comes across so much differently live than it does on TV. I think if you're learning the game, it's better to learn it live because you see the way it's like a scoring opportunity every single time down uh, the field and you see how it starts starts to develop. Um, my wife didn't like soccer. Her only connection to soccer was the show Ted Lasso. And uh, we, but she was into it. We sat down as a family and watched the playoff matches on TV. Like I, you would have never, ever, ever thought that my wife would sit down for two hours and watch a soccer match on TV. And, and she did that in the playoffs. And I think that just where our story is not unique. I think a lot of people fell in love with that team this year. And, and I do think that'll help extend whatever honeymoon period you get when you're new, right? By having success and people getting excited um, there's, there's more than just normal momentum going yep. into year two. Now, expectations have been raised, so that's going to come along with it, but I don't think that's going to be a problem in the, in the coming years. I mean, you've shown what you're capable of with this group. Um, and as you point out, I mean, everything about it has turned out the way you would want it to. I mean, the way the stadium was built, the way it was financed, where it's built, the ownership is great. They've hired great management people. Um, you know, like it's, 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 it, it all, it just feels too simple to say it the way that I'm saying it, but you could not have drawn it up better for a year one and year one is just the beginning. I mean, that's just the start of what you're going to be able to build over time in a community that has wanted this for a long time. And, and let me add one more thing because I got to know some of these guys through the city caravans that we did. So I'm sitting down with them for a half hour or so and talking to them after the event is over. The, the, the guys that I dealt with are legitimate good guys who appreciated the fan support like you would not believe. I, I can't tell you how many times they did that. They didn't they would stay long to sign these autographs. They, you know, they were obligated to two hours. They're there. One of the guys started playing pool with like just some fan. Like they I, I don't know how much of looking into the character of the individuals on the team was something that they were doing when they built the roster, but if it wasn't, they got really lucky because that is a group that I think uh, fans of City SC should be very proud that they're representing the city. Anything else we should be mentioning? I mean, clearly the best sports story of the year was City. Yeah. In St. Louis. I'm talking about in St. Louis. Um, 
I think Mizzou football is probably next. I'm talking about just the positivity, not the mate, not the significance of it. The Cardinals are always going to have the most significant right. season. Mizzou basketball, Dennis Mizzou Gates basketball, coming in. Yeah, yeah. And look, Illinois is a top 15 team this year. Um, and SLU has every resource that you could imagine for an A10 team. They they just they last year was the year where they fell below expectations and they're still trying to get it going yeah. this year. But we've got the possibility of Mizzou, Illinois, and SLU all being able to be top-level teams in college basketball. Awesome stuff. Matt Pauley with us on DGS. We'll wrap this up and uh, get to TIPM here at the top of the hour. All right, Kevin Wheeler. Let's uh, let's finish up with a little thought on the college football system as it is. Okay, <laughs> it's obviously you know any of us that spend time in the sports world and and follow online or whatever, or even have friends like everybody's got hot takes about what's wrong with college football in particular, but college basketball as well with name, image, and license players opting out of bowl games, um, transfer portal. People have a lot of complaints about all of those things. Um, where are you on all of those things? Yeah, I have complaints too. I don't like complaining about things unless I have a solution. <laughs> and that's with, a novel approach. I appreciate that. Without blowing the whole system up, I don't know what the how you fix it. It's just they've gone down this weird path. The NCAA has not been innovative in anything. They've been forced via the courts to accept some even even most recently in the last two weeks the multiple transfer thing yep. because the NCAA was going to push back on multiple transfers that got challenged in court and the court was like yeah you can't do that so now the NCAA sent out a memo to all their member institutions saying well we're now going to allow multiple transfers that wasn't the NCAA making that decision that was a court yeah. making the yeah. decision they didn't have any so choice at some point in time we need to find leadership in college athletics who's got some innovation, who's got some forward thinking, things like that. You know, in the Big 12, I'm a Big 12 guy because I went to school at Kansas State. Brett Yormark is now the uh, conference commissioner of the Big 12. He came over from, like, Jay-Z's Rock Nation deal. And he's doing all these things that are innovative, new, cool. Like he, All the Big 12 basketball coaches show up. At, uh, at like at one of the big um, outdoor basketball courts in the New York uh, area. What's the what's the outdoor? Rucker Park. Yeah, Rucker Park. And they do uh, they do clinics for the kids there, like stuff like that that you never see. And college athletics overall needs more people like Brett Yarm- Yormark who aren't part of the the old you know buddy system and everything, and can look forward and figure out what's best for the student athlete, what's best for the institution overall, and what's best for the consumer. I'm going to tell you uh, my hot take is this, and it's a two-part hot take. One, as you point out, whatever things people don't like now are brought 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 about by the fact that the powers that be in college football and basketball and college sports in general refuse to ever act in a proactive manner. They ignored it. They didn't want it to change. They wanted the power and the money to stay with the people that had the power and the money. And that has led us to this point. I think this is where we should be. The players should have some power. 
You know, I hear a lot of like, well, these guys, they're opting out of games. They should have to give back name, image, and likeness money or give back scholarship money. Hey, they could be cut at any time. Yeah. They don't get a four-year scholarship. They get a one-year scholarship that can be renewed for the following years. Every coach takes people that they recruited and sends them away. Why is the commitment only expected to be one direction? Why is it only from the player to the school? Why isn't the commitment expected from the coach to the players or the coach to the school? Coaches leave all the time. Why is that okay? But if your quarterback leaves, that's not okay. We don't like that. I think we have to understand that players were taken advantage of. Without a doubt. Through the entirety of college sports history. And even now, they don't have all the power, but they have a little. Well, they're still and not. They deserve it. They're still not getting paid by the people that they're that, creating money for. And that's fine by me because that creates all kinds of mess. It does. But if you do it the way that you're doing it now, where the individuals just have the right to go make money off of their skill, they can do it themselves. That's okay with me. But it's it's dumb that these universities have these NIL collectives yeah. that are connected to the university but not connected to the university. Yeah. Half the time, go go look on social media over the last two weeks. As kids in college football have been making their announcements that they're going to return to the school next year, it's coming through the NIL collectives. Oh, yeah. It's not coming from through the college, yeah. and it's not even coming from them personally. That's that's not the right setup. The, we can do something different than that. Yeah, but this is such a step forward from where it used to be. I'm not arguing that, but and, it, I, it and can be same better. With the transfer portal, kids shouldn't be stuck just because they made a decision when they were 17. You should be allowed to adjust, just like the coaches leave to. You're the man. Hey, why don't we talk on Sports Open Line? I think we'll do that. Why don't we talk at 5:15? All right. Have a great New Year, buddy. You too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.